It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello to all. Welcome to Divas at Care Network. I am Joyce Manning, and I will be your host for this invigorating, robust lifestyle show. I want to thank each one of our listeners that have tuned in live today and the ones that will be listening to the recording on the podcast. I am just so very grateful for each and every one of you. And you are all in for a very, very special show today as I have with me my amazing returning diva, Nancy Lee Gearson. And her and I are going to chat about horses as life coaching partners. And this is part two. So if you happen to miss part one, go back on the podcast and listen to when Nancy and I chatted about it in January. So Nancy, could you please introduce yourself to our listeners today? I will, Joyce. Let me first say that um, I continue to be honored to be invited back to the Divas I Care podcast. Um, I have a bit of a robust lifestyle, um, uh, and I'm also an author. Uh, You've uh, read my book, The Horse Who Changed My Life, My Mm -hmm. Serendipitous Journey Through Equus. I think that's how we ended up coming together. And um, there's so many different ways to talk about the relationship between horses and humans, um, and so I'm happy to contribute um, my piece of that uh, beautiful, beautiful puzzle. Oh, oh, I love that. I absolutely love that because, yes, the journey between a horse and a human, it is, it is incredible. Every part of it. I love it. I love it. And I love to hear how others share about it also on their mm-hmm. journey and their spiritual journey with their horse and themselves. So, Nancy, I am just going to kind of let you take off where you would like to. We <laughs> talked about so much in January about the horses as life coaching partners. And uh, to me, they are just our, they're, they're my life partner. Be it coaching, be it whatever, they are truly my life partner. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And um, thank you for giving me, ooh, I see the pun coming. Thank you for giving me free reign <laughs> um, <laughs> and allowing me to be at liberty. So there's another one. Okay, a couple of equine puns out of the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I almost don't even like to think of agendas when you and I are going to get together um And that's part of my training as an equine gestalt uh, coach, Um, gestalting things, uh, you know, finishing the unfinished business sometimes means you just go with the flow and you don't have to pay uh, strict attention to an agenda in a coaching session. So I kind of feel that way when you and I get together, you know, I... I, I do have a general idea what I want to talk about today, but we'll also end. We'll also see where it goes. So, um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, um, I was going to say with your permission, but you've already graciously given it to me. So we're just going to go for it. <laughs> so we've talked about, um, having partners in your horses for the healing work, uh, healing for yourself, healing for others. 
Uh, it occurs to me, and I really didn't know I was going to um, uh, frame it this way until, you know, maybe 20 seconds ago. Um, I thought we would talk about how it is that we offer healing to our horses, even if they are our healing horses, and sometimes, especially if they're doing the healing work, uh, sometimes horses can uh, take on some of that charge from human clients. Um, they need to be helped to release things as well, as a matter of fact. Um, some horses um, really can be helped greatly um, in their own uh, journey towards greater healing. So I thought maybe I would spend a little time talking about um, my one particular horse, uh, Cherokee. He's the horse who changed my life. He's the literary mm -hmm. muse, and my heart's muse. <laughs> My life's muse. Um, he's uh, he's quite everything to me. Still have him with me after a dozen years or so. So there have been different ways that um, he's been offered healing. So I thought I would um, share a couple of those. Um, many years into having him, after bonding very deeply, very quickly, I was able to put my hands all over him. Um, he wasn't a super effusive horse. Still isn't he? Um, he shows his affection in quiet ways, um, and I was able to put my hands, though so, you know, all over him. At some point, a few years into having life together with him, he very much didn't want me going near the left side of his neck, or face, or head, or ears, and nothing untoward had happened. Uh, I had a trainer friend, uh, Bill Pelkey, at the time. Um, uh, at some point, I really was no longer riding my horses. That wasn't really the deepest part of my journey with them and isn't to this day. So Bill became more of a close friend, but at the time, he was also uh, my trainer. Uh, he agreed nothing odd had happened to Cherokee that he could think of, um, and and it just he didn't want Cherokee didn't want anybody to come around that's why I say anybody it was mainly me and my trainer Bill there weren't too many other people around my horses but he didn't want either of us to go near that left side so um, one day I had Cherokee in the round pen I was going to do some groundwork at the time I was still doing groundwork with my horses and my instinct suddenly was not to do groundwork but to just stand quietly with him. He was still experiencing that period with the left side of his head. Ultimately, there was a second period like that, and uh, and never again since many years later. But that was um, that was um, during that first period. I was perplexed. So something told me that day to just stand quietly, and then it came to me to go over to him, and I just really was, not even thinking. I was feeling my way through it, Joyce. I put my, I'm standing at his left side, I put my right hand outside of the forbidden zone, more like around his withers um, and, mm -hmm. and parts lower. And I just was moved to ask out loud, I asked him three times, can you let go of the past? Can you let go of the past? Can you let go of the past? Yeah, it just occurred to me to do that, and um, after a while, his his head continued to face forward. Uh, he didn't spook away from me um, as I moved my hand somewhat up 
closer towards the you know the bottom of his left neck, a little bit closer up, um, nowhere near his face. But at some point, his left eye, the only one I could see, it didn't look especially soft, but it also didn't look panicked. And um, I could sense he was just he was taking in the energetic field around him, sensing my good intentions. He felt himself safe. And I moved my hand a little further up his neck and just stayed there. I just had an inner understanding that I needed to surrender even the slightest expectation. Um, I needed to allow all the inner portways and pathways in both of us to be you know, as open and unimpeded as possible. And uh, you know, the air felt very thick with potential. And uh, I took a moment to acknowledge that and um, reconnected to how my hand felt on his neck. Just that's almost like feeling the space between my hand and his neck, you know, like the air mm-hmm. cushion between. And um, I knew without claiming it in some prideful way, you know, when you talk about these things, it can sound prideful, but truly I just knew myself to be an instrument of healing uh, about as objectively as you can say that. And I just had faith in that. And, um, at some point, he dropped his head and neck all the way down low. And I have to tell you, in the 12 years that I'm blessed to have him with me, he's not a horse that does that. He's just um, um, in his most relaxed states, he'll cock the legs, um, the tail will look good, the eye will be soft. But at the same time, he's not a horse that really drops his head low a whole lot. He's always been the lead horse of my small herd, uh, a very mm-hmm. passive, gentle leader, but that could be part of it. Um, but anyway, that day, that moment, he dropped his head down and stayed that way, which was in a, really oh. remarkable. Um, so I, I knew that a healing had taken place. Well, a few days later, my trainer, Bill, came by. Cherokee was more relaxed about the left side, but not fully. So I stepped away and observed from a distance. I, I wanted to give Bill space with my horse. It's the same mothering style I have with my children over the years when they were with adults with whom I had great trust. I didn't feel the need to, you know, have to be part of the conversation all the time. I would kind of keep my energy field quiet. And so anyway, Bill put his hands on Cherokee for a while on the left side too. And he came away from that um, with a sense of which uh, Bach flower remedies might be helpful. So he made a concoction came by and uh, it was administered um, for I think it was five or six days and um, I had to go away for a couple of days for a family visit um, at the time out of state. I had Bill taking care of my horses and um, the Bach remedies were being given by him for those days. I came back and it was gone, all the symptomology, whatever it was. So that was the first time. The second time, I was already attuned to Reiki 1 and Reiki 2. So Mm -hmm. uh, when that behavior reappeared, again, you know, nothing untoward was happening. I wasn't even riding Cherokee. His neck wasn't yanked. Perhaps a past emotional abuse. My sense is that it was something emotional. So Mm -hmm. I decided I would practice my um, new uh, the new to me modality of Reiki, <laughs> and that was interesting. So I stood there and I invoked Reiki. Uh, as my trainer had taught me, I invoked Reiki um, 
um, committing to doing so without ego, expectation, or personality. That was the Reiki training that I was given. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I put my hands up in the air, um, and I stood at his left side and just stood there quietly, uh, facing my hands towards the uh, left side of his face. I came to understand later that some uh, animals, including horses, like you to be a little further away than I was. But in my, you know, novitiate state, I was pretty close to him. I was maybe a foot or so away from him, Um, perhaps Mm -hmm. could have been further away. But it worked out all right because I had treats in my pocket uh, intentionally. Um, And I knew he wanted these treats. So at one point... He, um, my hands were facing the left side of his head, and at one point he started to lick and chew. Uh, and you probably know this, Joyce. Some people yeah. consider that a sign of relaxation. I, mm-hmm. I happen to subscribe to that school of thought. Other people think it's because the horse is mulling things over, contemplating whether a request that's being made uh, feels feels safe and right to them. Um, there could have been some of that going on. He could have been assessing whether this Reiki energy felt right. Um, could have been a little bit of both. Uh, in any event, he was licking and chewing. And at one point, this was, it was crazy. His eyeball, his left eye rotated around towards me. I mean, I've never been that close oh, up to a, a horse's big brown <clears throat> eye just rotating around. Oh soft and then it rotated back straight ahead and um and i just you know tried to my best to just keep out of my head it wasn't even trying it was actually it was under grace at that point and i just acknowledged Mm -hmm. how you know miraculous it all felt and then at some point he decided to lower his head to the treats in my pocket and in doing so my left hand grazed his left ear uh, which is kind of what oh, I was, wow. um, that was my general thought when I had the treats in the pocket. I thought it'd be nice if he would, uh, you know, sort of come close to my left hand. I didn't realize it would mm-hmm. be grazing. And it continued that way for quite a while. And um, afterwards, this is also interesting, afterwards, uh, after that session ended, Cherokee chose to stay in his run. His, it was an indoor, outdoor run, like a 10 by 30 um, structure. He chose to stay there while the other two horses went out to one of the pastures, and that was extraordinary oh, because wow. he is the he yeah. was the lead horse, and they were all very mm-hmm. close. And he stayed there for quite a while. Even into the evening, he um, stayed at a distance by himself. I think he was integrating the healing. That is mm-hmm. my heart. That is my heart knowledge. I think that's what was happening. Um, so I, I guess I'm going to pause here. I, I guess where this, where this theme is going is that uh, the eclectic nature of my own embodiment, you know, different forms of meditation. And uh, I'm just a, I'm a pretty eclectic person. So um, theme of our talk today is that, you know, there are very many different ways to offer healing to your, um, to your, to your animals. Um, your human beings too, but this is about this mm-hmm. is about you know our beloved horses. Oh, oh I just loved it. I, that was that was just incredibly beautiful. I mean, 
it just touched my heart. I got chills so many times as you were <laughs> Thank you. talking about in different ways how you asked him to let go of the past because mm-hmm. so many times I feel people do not relate to the horse that they have a past and sometimes these mm-hmm. memories come back to them mm-hmm. and that's it totally resonates with me how you said he wouldn't let you touch that left side and how he got softer by you recognizing that he needed some healing too. He needed to heal on the inside from things that had happened in his past past and how you opened the pathways together and and then in how he dropped his head in that first session and then when you did the Reiki on him, I loved how you said you go with no ego, no personality, no expectations. You just go to be in the present moment with the horse is what I was feeling. And just helping him to heal, helping the horse to heal in whatever way you can. And I loved how you said he stayed in his run all day. To me, that that said so much because my first thought was he needed time to finish the healing process because he, mm-hmm. he wasn't ready yet is how I how I heard it and how I would have felt it because I my horses are all like that too. I mean, they, they want to get out, they want to be together, and if one stays behind, I would think something's wrong or like when you'd just gone through that, you knew that what he was doing was healing. Oh, that was just beautiful because I so feel that our horses need healing to give them healing just like they help us heal from so many things, we need to return it back to them. Because like my horses, um, one of them is the only one I've had since it was four years old, and the others, (laughs) I know one came from an abusive situation. And he still has signs of it at some times, and just lots of love and patience has brought him to the point where he is, he's still not, the big lover that uh, my other horse is, and that's just his nature, and that's fine. But when he gives that love, it's it's incredible because it's just he's a big, powerful horse, and he he just has so much of a different way about him, and I really feel that he is still healing. He's He thanks me many times for having the patience with him, and I thank him for having the patience with me. So it goes back and forth together, how you can heal Mm. together. Oh, I absolutely loved how you shared all of that healing that you did with Cherokee. That was absolutely beautiful. And how is he now? Does he still have times where he's not real fond of being touched on the left side or has that pretty much faded away or yeah that those were those were two very definite episodes and um uh-huh. it ha- oh, I was just thinking of something funny I'm interrupting myself uh I'll finish your uh, the answer though this it's an easy answer to give uh that was it those two episodes uh were it uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I could go a few different directions, but I'm chuckling because um, the most recent horse that I've uh, adopted, uh, his name is Choco, 
in fact, as my <laughs> as my book was going, to, was it was already at the printers. It was already I self published it, but I used um, mm-hmm. Ingram Spark uh, to uh, for distribution and printing. And I literally had it with them already, and I had to add Choco to the dedication page. Uh-huh. It cost me another hundred or two hundred bucks for the template <laughs> to be redone on my dedication page, but. Um, Choco was part of my family at that point, mm-hmm. um, just a few weeks in. But uh, I knew I would regret how every time I looked at my book, oh, yeah. I would feel that mm-hmm. wincing, that emotional wince. Uh, it would be it would be distressing to me not to see his name on the dedication page. Anyway, um, where I'm going with that uh, is that um, the first several months that I had. Choco, I just realized this. Uh, he didn't want me to go anywhere near his left ear. Oh my goodness, <laughs> Joyce! Did you know that the audience is hearing me go on a little obnoxiously, guffawing myself away here? It's just startling to me that I hadn't seen this connection. I had to desensitize him uh, about his left ear because you know you want to be able to clean every part of your your horse's body. You know, if you see a little stalk yeah. of hay just inside mm-hmm. the ear, your first thought mm-hmm. is, oh, my gosh, I have to get that out before it goes down the channel. You know, it'll, I just have right. to do that. He wanted no part of it, so I actually had to desensitize him slowly but surely. And anyway, I guess we don't need to belabor it, but I'm just having a chuckle that I it seemed, it seemed to be my karma to have a, a left ear equine uh, situation uh, <laughs> in my life. <laughs> um oh. Anyway, I was going to, uh, I'll circle back to Cherokee. Um, that never happened mm-hmm. again. And um, he's still, there are times when he does go off by himself and he stares out into space and, you know, very has a very serious look about him. And mm-hmm. I will confess that I tend to, I tend to worry a little. My default when, when my animal relatives are doing something out of the ordinary uh, or something that in my human mind could be troublesome, I tend to worry, like, why aren't you doing the same thing you always do? Why aren't you doing what I would consider to be, uh, you know, what a happy horse does? I, I have to remember, I have to remind myself that he does take himself away sometimes and just stand stand by himself a little bit. He seems to mm-hmm. be a very philosophical fellow, which shouldn't be a surprise that I would have a horse that is philosophically oriented <laughs> since uh, I run that way myself. But the grace mm-hmm. of the grace of um that particular day with the Reiki offering, that was it was a grace that I that I didn't have to worry that whole day. I, there was an understanding in, intuitively mm-hmm. that that integration that you you spoke so beautifully about as well was taking place, and that's really that that was you know there's a gazillion graces to that whole uh, episode, and one of them, in fact, was that you know Nancy, the human component of the group of the of the of the duo rather, didn't have to be worried in the aftermath. All those hours, I had a very calm sense that it was okay thing was wrong he was uh, i i mm-hmm. thought it was as i say integrating mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes oh yes i i totally could have seen that because he <laughs> he needed to heal from all of that he needed time alone and it like he said he pulls himself away sometimes and just goes and stands by himself and i m- my 
big horse, the big bay that has come from some abuse. He is very much like that too. He really? a lot of times, yeah. Mhm. And that just kind of opened opened a door that I'm going that's why he does that so much because I've huh. often wondered why does he go away from the other two? And he does. He loves mm. to be with them, but there's times where he just wants to be off by himself. And I think it's still he's processing and healing from all the past trauma that has happened in his lifetime and maybe even in previous lifetimes. It's just all all the healing that he goes through and that is his way of healing rather than being with the others. He needs to be off by himself to heal. And I, I respect that in him. I mean, I mm-hmm. and this just opened the door that I'm like, that's why he does it. I've never questioned it. I was just like, that's him. He just needs some time alone. And I'm like, yeah, I can kind of understand that because sometimes it's just nice to be off and be in quiet by yourself. Like we talk about meditating for us humans. Our mm. horses are doing this same thing, I kind of feel sometimes. They're healing. They're meditating. They're keeping. They're getting into their own energy that way. And those are some yeah. of my thoughts on it. <laughs> yeah, and, and and if I heard you correctly, oh, that was so yummy to hear, Joyce. Gosh, do I love talking with you. Um, <laughs> if I heard you correctly, um, it sounds a little bit like something that I was uh, saying uh, gave you mm-hmm. some new awarenesses about mm-hmm. uh, your own your own uh, fellows' integration. Well, I love the, you know, you know how I, I love serendipities and synchronicities. I've told you that in the past, and it's the, yeah. the byline of my book, you know, my serendipitous journey through Equus as the byline. So get a load of this, um, not not two inches away from me on the counter here. Um, <laughs> I have a book that I've been reading, <laughs> and it's called The Body Keeps the Score, Brain, Mind, and Body in the Healing of Trauma. <laughs> so oh, wow. yeah, I'm reading it for a um a mindfulness and social emotional wellness um uh part-time work I have with my daughter of uh, bringing mindfulness into uh the, the school system for young children and this is one oh, of the wow. books that I was asked to read so the body keeps oh. the score and here you and I are talking about um you know uh-huh. trauma staying with uh with the horses in their body, mind, and, and heart, and spirit, and um, I just happened to be reading this book uh, just uh, just right now, so I love me a good synchronicity and a good serendipity, so there we are. Oh, oh how beautiful. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Oh, Nancy, you and I could just, I know we could just talk for hours. I cannot <laughs> believe that I feel like we've talked a few minutes, and our yeah. show is coming to a close, and I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. So, Nancy, I would like for you, if you would like, to please share with our listeners how they may connect with you, how they may get your book, and ways that they can connect with you after listening to this show and going, that Nancy is someone I want to connect with. So what is the best ways that they can connect with you, Nancy? Well, thank you. And um, I'm glad you said connect with me um, in addition to the book because truly – one likes to have one's book dis, you know, dispersed throughout mm-hmm. the world, of course, and at the same time, um, connection. Connection is what the world is much in need of, peace and connection. So 
Uh, with that said, I'll, I'll give my email address first. Um, people mm-hmm. are more than welcome to reach out to me uh, and on Facebook as well. And then I'll tell you about the website for, for the book. So the email is easy. I've had it for decades. It's simply Nancy Lee Gerson, N-A-N-C-Y-L-E-E-G-E-R-S-O-N, Nancy Lee Gerson at yahoo.com. Um, I'm on Facebook under Nancy Lee Gerson, and my website, my lovely daughter, who is the artist for my book, she's a working uh, wildlife um, artist, and um, she did the uh, website. She designed it pretty simply, and it's nancyleegerson.com. Uh, my book's available on Amazon and the other online retailers. Uh, and at the same time, I love when people off buy it right off of the website. If they buy it directly from me, I can off, uh, autograph it. I always write a little note in there. And um, I love when people buy it directly from my own stock. Um, but, but it's up to them what they would like to do. It's available in Kindle as well. And it's called The Horse Who Changed My Life, My Serendipitous Journey Through Equus. And I thank you so much, Joyce, for letting me be with you and your audience some more. Oh, you are so welcome, Nancy. And I thank you so much for being on. And uh, I want to tell our listeners, you and I already have another date for in March. So tune in on March 6th. And Nancy and I will be chatting again, and she will be sharing more of her knowledge with you. And Nancy, you have a magical day today. You as well, Joyce, and your listeners. Thank you all. Namaste. Oh, thank you. And I would like to thank all of our listeners for listening to this invigorating show with our amazing diva, Nancy Lee Gerson. Please share this show with your family and friends. Check out all the other shows and hosts on divasthatcare.com. Remember, have a magical day. Be kind to all. And remember that your horses and your animals need healing just as well as us humans do. So give them a great big extra hug and share all your love with them until we connect again on Robust Lifestyle. Stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.